Happy Friday, Razorback fans. One day away from Arkansas, Missouri State, Bobby Petrino coming to your house. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how Razorback fans should react to Bobby Petrino coming onto the field again in in Razorback Stadium. Uh, neck braces or no, we're going to get into that conversation. It's kind of that. I feel like that's been the most um, popular conversation throughout the week. Is how are fans going to react to Bobby Petrino this weekend? So we'll get into that and give our opinions on how it's going to happen. We'll talk about how we think the game's going to go, uh, score predictions, all of that here on the Gridiron Hogs podcast with Mason Choate. That's me. We got Robert Stewart and Alex Trader as well. We're from hogbeat.com. That's H A W G B E A T.com. We're covering the Arkansas Razorbacks for rivals. Go check out all of the great content we got over there. A lot of great stuff on Arkansas Missouri State this week. I actually did uh, more in depth stuff on Missouri State than I thought I was going to do. So go check it out because I put a lot of effort into it and I think it's good stuff. So if you're curious who Missouri State is, the the challenge they present for Arkansas, we got all that for you over at hogbeat.com. All right. One day out, guys. Uh, it's been an interesting week. We knew going into this week that it was going to be a little bit different with the whole Bobby Vitrino thing. Um, I'm just curious, like, where are we at? Robert, where are you at right now on this game? I mean, I think I think the only question left to be answered is like, are the hogs going to cover the spread? I I think the answer is yes. I mean, again, we talked about this yesterday. This is not something uh, to overthink. Like, Arkansas is clearly in every facet of the game the superior team. The hogs are going to win this one. It's just a matter of is their offense prolific enough to cover the spread? I think yes. I mean, 50 points seems entirely attainable in this one. I mean, you look at the the past meetings with Missouri State. I think the last one was the last year that Bobby Petrino was the Razorbacks head coach in 2011. It was like 51 to seven in that game. I mean, I'm sure Missouri State is in a is the the program as a whole is in better shape than it was 11 years ago. But um, Arkansas is in the top 10. Like, come on, let's be real about this one. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas is 2-0 against the spread so far against two really good teams. I'm trying to find – so it's been kind of hard to find lines on this game. We know Bet Saracen has it at 24-and-a-half. Uh, I just looked at Odd Shark. They have Arkansas as a 28-and-a-half point favorite. Um, I mean, does that seem a little bit low? Uh, I think it started out pretty high. Alex, what are your thoughts? I mean, 24-and-a-half – Arkansas against an FCS team. I get it's Bobby Petrino, a good FCS team. What are you thinking there? I think a lot of what you're seeing there is the fact that Arkansas has a big game next week and they have an even bigger game the week after that. Um, I, I know the coaches are in the locker room. They're not saying that at all. They're saying, you know, our biggest game of the season is right now. It's against Missouri State. But uh, it's very clear that this isn't going to – they're not going to run their starters on the ground as soon as this game gets out of, ta- out of reach. Probably around halftime. You might see a series or two after halftime if things go according to plan. Um, that second team is going to be in. And, and – I don't think they're going to be out there running that first team offense necessarily either. They're going to be giving the ball off a lot. Um, It's not going to be a bloodbath. Arkansas isn't going to go out there trying to to kill Missouri state. They're going to take care of business, sharp 
happen, some things that they saw over the last two weeks that they're not overly thrilled with. Make sure that the motor's running heading into AM and, and get out of there with a 3-0 uh, record and likely a chance to move up in that top ten. All right, let's talk over-under, but not on the game. Over-under neck braces in the stands. I mean, first of all, what do we think about the neck brace thing? We kind of hit on it a little bit, I think, maybe on Monday with Robert and I. Um, Alex, I can't remember if you were part of that conversation or not. I We'll give our opinions, but let's just go ahead and give our opinions. Robert, I mean, what do you think? I, I feel I feel like it's a, it's a very controversial topic that I didn't think would end up being controversial. I mean, the thing is, Bobby Petrino did, did this to himself, and so if students want to wear neck braces – that is hilarious, and they should absolutely do it. Um, as as far as, like, boos and cheers goes, you know, if we want to get into that too, I myself, I'm not going to boo him because I feel like it's far enough removed that, you know, I don't really hold it against him anymore. Like, the demise of Arkansas football for the, the entirety of the 20-teens. But um, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't really have an issue with people booing him because he did a very bad thing and did a worse thing in lying about it to try to cover it up. And uh, he, I mean, he did kind of wreck the Razorback football team for a while. So I don't blame people for, you know, feeling negatively about him, but I, I think at this point, now that Sam Pittman's brought them back, it's it's sort of water under the bridge in my book. Yeah, I, I think that that's a, a good way to put it is like, yeah, what Bobby Petrino did was, you know, it was unfortunate. There was a lot of, you know, hatred from Arkansas, between Arkansas fans and Bobby Petrino for a while there. And understandably so, especially when you're looking at your program winning two games a year. Um, but now you look at your program, back-to-back seasons, you've been in the top ten. Uh, right now, you are number 10 when you're playing Bobby Petrino. Sam Pittman has returned this program to a, a winning culture. So I think that you can look back on that and not be as hurt as you were because you're actually winning games like you were when Bobby Petrino was the head coach. Um, so I look at it as uh, the whole neck brace thing, like do it if you want, sure. I mean, Bobby Petrino decided to get on that motorcycle with a mistress and do that, and, you know, stuff happened, and he had to wear a neck brace because of that. And, yeah, you're right, Robert. It is funny. Um, and he dug his own grave. And there, historically speaking, it wasn't just Arkansas that Bobby Petrino was not that great of a human being. Like, w- there's been stories from when he was in Atlanta, when he was at Louisville, of Bobby Petrino doing things that people didn't particularly – particularly like and so um i'm not saying that he's not a good guy now um it seems like you know he's mellowed out a little bit he's doing his thing at missouri state good for bobby petrino but these arkansas fans i mean like they have a i feel like they still feel like they have a bone to pick with bobby petrino and understandably so and uh i've seen a lot this week about how after this game is going to be closing the book on the, that Bobby Petrino thing. Like, once this game's over, if you beat Bobby Petrino, you know, you get your neck braces on, you, you boom if you want, whatever you do, then you're closing the book. You're done with the Bobby Petrino thing. It's over. You got, you know, your quote-unquote revenge on him, whatever you want to call it. 
and then you can, you know, put that in the past. It's whatever. Move on from it. Is that kind of how you feel, Alex? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's fair to be upset. You 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 were a coach of a program. You lost the, you lost control of what you were doing with, with your own actions. You ended up sending that program into the ground as a result of that. So all that's going to happen from Arkansas fans. You have to add into the mix that you've got those diehard fans that are there that are there and live through it and are really truly upset about that matter. And then you've also got the students who are who have been pre-gaming a 6:30 kickoff all day, are drunk, are rowdy. It they're going to be neck braces. They're going to be a lot of booze. Um, th- there's going to be a lot more than that coming out of the student section as well. I can guarantee you that. But uh, for, in terms of just you know pure hatred of Petrino, he's got a lot bigger issues to worry about than Arkansas fans not really being happy with him. He he didn't only wreck. Arkansas's you know ch- chances at, at continued dominance throughout the 2010s he wrecked a lot a lot of personal relationships um, and he's had to go through and fix those so I think as long as he's he's in good graces there he's going to be far better off than um, whether a, a few Arkansas fans are clapping for him whenever he shows up in Razorback Stadium yeah no I agree with you there I, I think that from Bobby Petrino's perspective he doesn't care what Arkansas fans do um, I mean, he might walk out of that tunnel and see the neck braces and like maybe feel a little bit sick to his stomach, but he's also probably going to expect that as well. Um, I'm sure there's somebody who has told him within the Missouri State program, hey, they're going to wear neck braces, so just be ready for it. Um, so the whole the whole Bobby Petrino thing, it's interesting. It's, it's fun to talk about. Um, as far as what the students do, uh, the thing is, is most of the students don't really remember the whole Bobby Petrino thing. And I mean, to be to be fair, all three of us, we were fairly young, but we understood what was happening. And, you know, we of course, we've probably done a lot more research and talked to a lot more people about it than others, you know, understandably. So it's our job. Um, and so the way I look at it is and one thing that one thing that you guys both mentioned was. Bobby Petrino kind of wrecked the Arkansas football program. And I kind of want to push back on that a little bit because what happened was once he left, it's no longer his problem. Like I, I, I get that what he built was, you know, something good. Uh, they, they still had a good team that year with John L. Smith. I mean, they were preseason top 10. And then we know what happened. I think they won three games that year. But then from then on, it wasn't Bobby Petrino's problem. You look and they hired Brett Bielema, and then the whole Bielema thing happened. And then after Bielema, you hire Chad Morris. And so every all of that was, had nothing to do with Bobby Petrino. But you look back and you're like, well, where did this ball get rolling? And it was when Bobby Petrino, the whole thing happened. So technically it could be his problem, but I, I view it as like once Bobby Petrino left, this is no longer his issue. Robert, I mean, you're shaking your head. I mean, you can sit here and say that it is or isn't on Bobby Petrino. I, I mean, I would argue that, you know, he could have been the head coach at Arkansas for probably at least four or five more years um, if, if that happened. You know, who's who's to say how long it could have been? Um, but the, the way I look at it now, it's like that had to happen. Otherwise – I mean, we're not watching the Arkansas program we're watching today. Sam Pittman might not be the head coach here. I don't know that – I mean, it, it's hard to sit here and say that that incident was worth it, but, like, I I, I think it had to happen for, for us to be where we are today. 
us like people watching what's happening with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. It, it, I mean, it happened the way it happened, and now you're here. But there's so many what ifs. Like, what if Bobby Petrino coached that team the next year that had? I mean, it was a very talented team. What if you know he kept building the program, but also historically, Bobby Petrino just kind of burns out and flames out after you know four or five years at a program. So you never really know, guys. Right. This is interesting. Um, Odd Shark has a predicted score for this game, Missouri State and Arkansas. Uh, the predicted score is Missouri State 28.5, Arkansas 27.3. I'm sure they how, just run how it. They... I'm sure they just run it through like a calculator or whatever, but they, I mean, their predicted score has Missouri State winning this one. Well, their predicted score is not going to happen because. You can't have fractional points. I I get that. I'm I, and they just probably ran it through some kind of thing that they have set up, and this is they what can't they, round it to whole numbers. I don't know if you if you round it to whole numbers, Robert. Missouri State went twenty nine to twenty seven. I don't see it. Sorry, Odd Shark. <laughs> yeah, that, I I don't get that. Um, I guess that's a good transition into how do we think this game is going to go in score predictions, Alex? I'll let you start. Yeah, so I think coming into the season, I chose this game as a 52-13 win for Arkansas. And uh, I did that without really knowing what this offense was going to be able to bring. Um, I, I saw them put up 50 against South Carolina last weekend or in that range. And you've, they did it against Cincinnati, too. It, it, not necessarily quite to that, that measure, but they've been able to move the ball. They've been in situations where you can see points going on the board. I'm not going to stray from that 52-point prediction. I do think they're going to come out hot. Um, you're going to have a, a rowdy atmosphere going. Even though it's an FCS school, it's going to be a 630 game. It allowed people to get into town, get pre-gaming, and get tailgating. And, and it's going to be a, a full – not a full house. It's going to be – the energy is going to be there in Razorback Stadium. Um, that, that Like we mentioned, the total in this one, 59.5 on Bet Saracen with a 24.5-point spread for Arkansas. I like Arkansas to cover the, the spread this game. Um, I do think the second half, you know, there's the opportunity for a backdoor. So I do like that first half 16.5 line for Arkansas better. Just because you're going to have KJ out there, you're going to have that starting offense, that starting defense – um, beyond that, I'm not really sure what happens. I, I don't think you're going to see that continued onslaught, like I mentioned earlier, but, uh, I, I think Arkansas is able to take care of this one and kind of get moving on to the A&M game a little bit earlier than before the clock hits, uh, hits zeros. Yeah. I've got this one, Arkansas winning 48 to 21. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, I think that the first quarter will be interesting. Might end up being like a 7-7 game at the end of the first quarter, but Arkansas pulls away there in the second half. Uh, things I want to see, I really want to see if Dominique Johnson gets in and gets a few touches. I think that he really needs to get in and get a few touches. I mean, keep the workload light, very light. Just get him touches. Um, I want to see how the secondary performs against a Bobby Petrino offense. Um, I still think that, you know, as beat up as Arkansas secondary is, they are still very talented and they're going up against an FCS team. Um, they will get burned a couple times. I mean, they have a Missouri State has a wide receiver in Ty Scott, who has been incredible the first two the first two weeks of the season. I think he has like 16 catches for 200 and something yards and three touchdowns. So 
Um, they're going to have to keep an eye on him. Jordan Jones, former Razorback, he's going to be back. He's been in concussion protocol. So um, it'll be interesting to see that matchup, how the Arkansas secondary beat up, performs. You'll probably see some Kiwan Parker, who you haven't really seen a whole lot from. Uh, I know Ladarius Bishop. Uh, I, I'd like to see if Miles Slusher plays. So there's a few things from this game that you can really take away from Arkansas, aside from the fact that, you know, they're playing Bobby Petrino in Missouri State. Like, there are still things that Arkansas as a program needs to focus on um, because after this game, Bobby Petrino is no longer a storyline. It doesn't matter anymore. You move on with your season. Robert. I'm going to go with 52 to 17, Arkansas. I think I originally had 34 to 17, but I'm I'm very comfortable giving them another 18 points, um, you know, the day before the game. I just I just think the way that the, the Razorbacks offense was so prolific against South Carolina last week, I mean, three touchdowns and three drives, all on the ground, I'm pretty sure, too. Sanders had two of them. Um, can't remember if it was KJ or Dominion with the second, but anyway, um, if if they can do that against an SEC defense in South Carolina, I don't understand why they can't do the same against an FCS defense. Um, you know, like Alex said, I I wouldn't be surprised to see some second teamers out there in in the second half, but uh, I mean, it seems like the the running game is still strong no matter how far down the depth chart you go um i'm i'm very interested at at the thought of seeing some of these freshman receivers work into the mix too and uh i don't know will we see malik hornsby throw the ball a little bit i mean it's it's all it's all interesting and i'd I'd like to see how they fare and frankly i i think they'll do well i think they'll continue to to find the end zone and you know, be a constant scoring threat. And I think time of possession won't really be close in this one. If you're if you're looking for a bold prediction, um, maybe an Isaiah Satania touchdown this week. Maybe that happens. That would be that would be a very bold prediction, but that would be fun to watch. He's a, he was so fun to watch at Fayetteville. All right, guys, let's wrap this up. I want to remind everybody before we finish about Andy Ledecky at myperfectfranchise.net. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you want to put your career in your own hands. If you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, you need to call Andy Ledecky. He's a longtime Rivals member and franchise veteran. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands because it's 100% free and you have nothing to lose. His phone number is 404-973-9901, and you can visit MyPerfectFranchise.net for more details and information on Andy and how you can make some more money in the franchise industry. All right, guys. Next time we talk to everybody, it will be Monday after the Arkansas-Missouri State game. We'll give our final thoughts on that on Monday. But until then, make sure you visit hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com for all our coverage on Arkansas and Missouri State. We'll have plenty of content going out. We'll have our score prediction story today on Friday. We got the My Perfect Franchise Potentially Perfect Picks of Week 3. Robert, you like that alliteration? I know you're a big alliteration guy. Absolutely love it. Yes. Um, and then uh, let's see what else we got coming out. We'll have Game Day HQ tomorrow. Uh, five questions going into this game is coming out. It should be coming out in 
about an hour from now. So uh, all, all, a lot of great content. Plus, Alex has his marquee matchup that he'll be covering. Uh, all that recruiting stuff from Alex as well. Um, so check out the preps preview. Also, if you're a high school football guy, go check out that or gal. Uh, go check out that at hogbeat.com as well. Alex has his preps preview, uh, preview and all the high school content for Arkansas commits. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Talk to everybody on Monday. Monday.